I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Matters. And I have an incredible, interesting guest today, Robin Mottran. Now, Robin has an amazing history uh, that we're going to talk about. She is very passionate about all things community, and we're going to talk about that today. Now, our episodes are all about ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So welcome, Robin. It's great to have you on this episode of Thriving Matters. Thank you so much, Carrie. (laughs) Now, we are across the world from each other. It's a global world these days. So it's wonderful to have the opportunity to talk to each other around common interests. So we both have a background in people and people skills and HR. But Robin, you have the most amazing CV. You have been very busy in your world of work and life. So would you give us a little snapshot about your history? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I started as a surgical dental assistant, which was disgusting. I didn't like it, I hated it. So I became very, very um, interested in psychometrics and I'm a lifelong learner. So all of the schooling that you see, all of the certifications that you see, that's peppered in here and there with my work. So it's not just like, okay, I took all this time off, I went to school. When people say I'm a lifelong learner, I really mean that. I really mean that I am. So my fascination was psychometrics or is psychometrics. And the way that I really got interested in that is I was part of a consulting firm. And one of the projects that we were doing with that consulting firm I realized that what we were actually doing was process control, much like a manufacturing process. But people were a lot like process, I noticed. And I started to look at, okay, can we measure this? Can we measure that? Can we, can we do this? Can we do that? And I became pretty much obsessed with measuring people. And so I became oh. affiliated with a large organization with assessment, et cetera. That's where I started as far as things. Lovely. Well, it's always interesting when you look back on your career, where you have been able to build on your strengths and then where you've been able to bring that backhand into play as well, that what the skills are that you've developed. Now, in most of our episodes, I ask people, what is it? that gets a smile on their face when they get out of bed every morning. So I'm going to move from your history into today. So what was it that put a smile on your face this morning, Robin? So I only sleep when I have to because I really feel like I'm wasting time sometimes. So what puts a smile on my face most every day is that I get to wake up and I get to do it again. So 
I love what I do. It's almost like I might be talking difference of culture here, but as children, when we were getting ready to go on vacation, we would like lay awake all night long, so excited that we got to go up and get up and do what we we're going to do. That's the way I feel most days. Well, it's like finding a present under the Christmas tree after Santa's every come. Every, every day. single day. <laughs> every day. Wasn't there a movie around that, Groundhog Day? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I love it. But, okay, so I don't do the same things every day, but yes, kind of like that, but not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's everyday gratitude. I can already hear that coming through, for that notion of our heart beating. And you know, I really like that as a metaphor because your work is all about the heart and the mind coming together. Great. And great, I'm so great. blessed. Part of that blessing for me is to have the intelligence that I have, to have the conceptual brain that I have, just to be so blessed, to be mindful of everything that I have and use it. It's just a very, very grateful, yes. And there it is, and use it. Know what you've got and use it. Not be afraid to use it. Harness it for, for a really great cause. That's thriving, isn't it? Really, that's thriving in what we and do. That takes time, yes, yes. <laughs> Look, tell me one of the things that you really love doing most days. Oh, goodness. So the goal of every day. So I, I, I'm a big goal setter. And so what I love doing most days is connecting with people and either seeing or hearing the aha. So ah. make a difference. So that's what I wake up to do is to make a difference, whether it's with a family member, whether it's with a business colleague, a new contact, a new person, a new relationship that I have. It's just to hear that, oh, oh even if it's just something we have in common, that aha, or in a training when they really see, oh, wow. You know, one thing I really believe is that we have the answers to everything. We just don't always know we have the answers. But as a coach, I'm able to help people pull those out and just to be able to see them say, oh, wow, I really did have that answer the whole time. That's the most reward for me. Money's nice, but that's never first, never has been. <laughs> well, it's a, money's a necessity, isn't it? But it doesn't have to be the main driver. And often when you let that go, the main driver, it becomes the aha, the people mm. drivers. Yeah. I'm interested in what happens when you're in a situation and you realise that the person that you're working with or that you've just met or the discussion or conversation gets to really a depth of, of um, intrigue and curiosity. What happens to you physically and emotionally when you realize the other person has an aha? What happens to me, it's again, it's almost like the gift under the Christmas tree. What happens to me, it's the podcast will show this, but you can see that I, I do get very emotional about this. I want that person to be able to share with me exactly what they're feeling and rarely can they. So I kind of revel in that, but it's, it's a gift. It's just a gift. For me, the, those ha moments are quite humbling in a way to think that you've been privileged to be in a conversation or with someone when they've had them. I think, yes, it is emotional and we shouldn't be afraid of that. But I often think, oh, such a privilege yeah. to be part of that experience. 
Yeah. It is a privilege, but it is, it's a very much a privilege, but to also know how excited I can get with people. So yes, it's humbling, but <laughs> I will feel that a little bit later. Instead, we'll typically celebrate high five, yeah. have high conversations, just something. It's very celebratory. <laughs> that's, that's a good way of, of celebrating. Yeah. What's happening now, Robin, if you were to look back on your life, has there been a particular person that's had a huge influence over the way you now live and think and work? Or has there Absolutely. been an incident perhaps in your life that you'd be happy to share with us? Well, there's, of course, a person. This gentleman was my mentor. He believed that people could do anything they wanted. I didn't really believe that, but he really believed that about me. So, yes, there was that. And then there was an incident that did happen that changed me forever. Um, the incident was a very bad sports accident that I had. And what that sports accident did for me, not to me, was help me realize that even in the most traumatic points in your life, there's purpose that you can find out of those. I don't believe that there that was a purpose that that happened to me on purpose. We can find purpose in whatever happens to us. And what happened to me was, it was really, it was very traumatic. It was very traumatic, but I came out in my opinion. So you would have to ask the people who know me, but I believe <laughs> I came out wholly changed and a much better person. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about is looking at, something that's happened that's altered the way you thought your life was life of work was going to go. It's not just work, it's your living every day, whatever it is that you're doing. So a sports, so this is a sports incident would be affecting your body, your the mechanics of your body, yes. the way yes. your your brain and your physicality, your your muscles and all that. Could all that have, yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing because what you're talking about is this concept of above the line thinking, you know, um, instead of always being in the negative, you're actually looking at what the possibilities are for looking at this differently. And not everybody has the ability to do that instantly. It was this, it was the human, why me? Why me? Why did I do that? Because in all reality, I caused the accident. And so, but then I had to like, go on with the accident, go on with the, the deficits, the residuals, the injury after the accident. Happy to say that you would never believe, you would never believe that it really happened, but it happened. And that's one of my sayings always is that, you know what, it happened and let's move on. So that happened, yes. And let's see what we can pull out of it. Let's see what we can learn from it. That was not my first sports accident. So I'm kind of accident prone. Um, but <laughs> yes, but this was, this was so horrible. I was lifting a lot of weight. Um, I was one of those avid, I still am a very avid health conscious person, but I was a compulsive workout person. So it would be eight miles running, two classes in the gym, uh, lifting really heavy weights. And then with lifting the heavy weights over time, what I did was tear my left vertebral artery in my neck. Oh. Which causes wreaks havoc to your brain. That, that is 
Yes, and that's, um, yeah. as I've heard you say, that's a major kink in how you're going to be <laughs> operating physically and operating emotionally and cognitively. Well, you think it is until you realize that we're not just that one, there's more than one piece of us. We're not just the mind. We can't let the mind tell us what we're going to yeah. do, or what we're not going to do. We're also soul and we're also body. And so, you know, my mentor that told us, he told us in the company that I was with over and over and over, you can do anything that you believe you can do. I will tell you, you can do anything that you believe you can do. After the accident, I could barely walk. After the accident, oh my goodness, I, I had to stop doing almost everything. Um, to know me now, there's no evidence that you can see or that you can yeah. hear of, of that accident. But I still have everything that was there after the accident. I still have all of that to remind me every single day that we think we're superhuman and we do stupid things and when we do stupid things our bodies will react to those things yeah and it's not it's not god that does that to us it's us it's not a predestination we do it but we also have the most powerful machine living right inside our heads our brains and that's how you harness that. You've just explained a fantastic situation that you've personally been in. How you harness that is the gold, isn't it? It's the make or break. Yeah. Yeah. And how to harness it. That takes time. That takes time. Mm. I'm wondering, you talk a lot about community, Robin. So you would have had, looking back on your accident, you would have had a, a particular community you had to rely on. Um, and be part of in your work you have have community so tell us what are some of the drivers for you what what is it about this notion of community that really brings out the true essence in what you do I really believe that not just organizations but groups so I'm gonna go back to another group that I was in that was very instrumental in me letting me be who I am and I was a road cyclist for a very long time um, and this community of people, they became my family. So when I say that I believe that community is obtainable in every organization, I don't mean business, just business organization. I believe in families, in actual communities, on teams, everywhere we go, global. But I believe it starts with emotional intelligence. And that's really where I think I kind differentiate um we talk about community people usually talk i mean it goes in different directions but what i'm finding is that ei is rarely mentioned in community but mm. i believe it's the backbone it's really the backbone because when we look at emotional intelligence that really begins with self-awareness it begins with empathy it begins with resilience with leadership and if we have all of those items, the framework for a healthy, emotionally intelligent community is right there, ready for us. It makes us more productive. It makes us harmonious. It makes a relationship, uh, a workplace, a great place to be, a place that you can't wait to wake up and go there. 
<laughs> and then you bring it back to how you see and start your day most days. It's around the community and what we can do. You know, we're looking to the future and our world of work and our world of life is only finite, but the world will continue in my book. The world will continue to develop. We will have more generations following us. So in our time, our responsibility really is probably something that we'll never see the effect of or never see the impact of. So we're actually doing for tomorrow that we'll never see. So we, we have a great deal of trust in that. I know in one of the big, biggest thought leaders around community has been Margaret Wheatley, and she's mm -hmm. highly acclaimed, influential, global. And years ago when I did a, uh, one of my first positions was as a parent educator, and I had my four wee, wee kids and I spent 10 years at home. I then went into a position of influence working with parents in our system of schools. And one of the biggest things was that's when I first stumbled over Margaret Wheatley's work. And when I look at all her uh, information, her writings, the way that she talks about community, she talks about three key things that every community has and can do and the offshoots of that. And it's, she talks about generosity, she talks about forgiveness, and she talks about love. And currently, when I look at major influences like Simon Sinek and um, a lot of the, the thought leaders around and researchers around emotional intelligence, they're all talking about love at the moment. And I think that love is actually akin to care. So generosity, forgiveness, love and care for each other in community to me are the essence. And if we look at our families, if we look at our friendship groups, if we look at, hopefully if we look at the place where we work or perhaps the groups that we seek out to belong to, that's what's there. That's what's the attractiveness. People are now using their value system. They're seeking out a community where they feel valued and they feel that they can contribute. So yes. I'm a follower of Brene Brown. Yes. And Brene Brown has really influenced me to understand that it really begins with kindness. All of the things that you just mentioned, Carrie, all, they begin with kindness. So love kind of springs out of kindness. Community will spring out of kindness. You can't have community without kindness. And that's what I really see lacking. Unfortunately, I hate, I really hate to say that, but I really see that there's a lot of buzz around kindness. You know, there's lots of talk about it, but I don't really see organizations a lot of times listening to this as much as maybe they could um, <laughs> have to put it into practice first. But I really realized um, that, you know, I was for so long and now I know what it was because, you know, when you're in that struggle, you really don't know what's, what's causing that. But especially for women, women really want to be valued. But I found that I was the problem with me not being valued because I wasn't valuing myself. I was allowing others to maybe, I hate, I hate the phrase take advantage, but I was, I was allowing people to take advantage of things. I wasn't living my values. If you don't value yourself and don't live your own values, 
other people can't value. They can't value you. So I really believe that I'm in charge of that. I'm in charge of valuing myself. And then I find that it's not a question after that. You don't even have to worry about that. And that's being kind to yourself. That's brilliant. That, that is a great takeaway. In all of our episodes, Robin, we usually have, we say to our audience, you know, what are some of your takeaways from today and what's your call to action? So I would like to offer you the chance to say the call to action today is around this notion of kindness for yourself in the valuing of yourself for the benefit of others. That's nice. Good. Very good, Jerry. Very nice. You know, one of of the reasons I decided to leave a a large organisation was because I wanted to do more of what I love. And today, Robin, you have given me the chance to do more of what I really love. It's the blend of our innate abilities, of our learned abilities and our passions and our values. There's a lovely saying that I, I, I really resonate with. Do more of what you love in the service of others love what you do. So Robin, I think you are a great example of doing just that. Listeners, if you would like to think about your call to action, a couple of the key things that we've heard today and discussed today is that there's a sense of you being grateful for every day, for believing in yourself and the value of yourself helps with that notion of, of gratitude, that we spring each day when we can, into some kindness for ourselves and others. And our takeout also is around this notion of how can I be more self-aware? How resilient am I in being this self-aware? Because sometimes the truth hurts a little bit. And then <laughs> how can I step forward? How can I show up in a way that is perhaps different to how I am feeling at the present moment? So, Rob, would you like to add anything as we say goodbye to you today? Yes. So I would really like to just leave it with, you know, if you if you've seen my website, if you've seen anything that I that I talk about, it's called the kink in your logic. So what's the kink in your logic? So it really my sister and I were talking one day and we were kind of going through some information about some things that I really couldn't assimilate. She said, you know what? If we were only mine, then everything would be so easy, but we're not. We're also soul and body. And that's the kink in our logic. I always turn that around and say, so what's the kink in your logic? The kink in my logic was that I was a woman and I could do everything. But you know what? I am mind, soul, and body. So what's the kink in your logic? (laughs) I love it. So listeners, if you would like to know more about Robin and her work, Robin, what's the best way to contact you? Oh, you can call me, you can email me, you can text me, but really you can go to brainsmartei.com. You can email me at robin at brainsmartei.com or I can give you my phone number if you'd like that too. Okay, so that is brainsmartei.com. All, all lowercase, no, no spaces, dot com. Yep. And listeners, if you would like to know more about what I do as a leadership coach, please pop on to carriebenedette.com. I'm easily found, similar to Robin, on a variety of social media platforms. I would like to thank you once again, Robin, 
for being our guest today. Fascinating talk, especially around this notion of what's your kink. And I think that's <laughs> that's the last thing we're going to say to everybody. And the funny thing was in the, on the Free to Air TV last night, they actually ran a movie, Kinky Boots, which I started... I don't think it's that. <laughs> it's a story. It's a story, but the musical and the movie, a story based on diversity based on resilience uh, yeah nice. based yeah based on a community pulling together and i just thought okay. that was this is weird okay yeah yes yes this is this is really cool <laughs> so and look listeners we would love you always give us a thumbs up if you've really enjoyed the episode today so once again your thriving matters so give life a red hot shot and Go gently, but have a think about what's the kink in your logic. Bye for now.